0: Hello everyone, welcome to Box Office Receipts. I'm your host, Tyler Callahan, and not much has changed since the last episode. The strikes are still going on, and the summer movie season continues. Let's start with the domestic top five. Staying in first place is Barbie with another 53 million for a total of 459.3 million. It continues to dominate the box office and is a lock for half a billion domestically. In second place is Meg 2, The Trench, which opened to $30 million. Third place was Oppenheimer with $29.1 million for a total of $228.9 million. Opening in fourth place was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem with $28 million. Now it did open during the week, so its total now is $43 million. In fifth place was Haunted Mansion with $9.2 million for a total of $42 million. Point two million. Damn, what a bomb for Disney. As for the other summer movies, let's do a quick check on them. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 is at 151.1 million. Sound of Freedom is at 164 million. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is at 170.7 million. And Elemental is at 148.4 million. Overall, this was a strong weekend with the top four all making above 25 million dollars. For Warner Brothers, the opening for Mega 2 is, I'd say, is solid, as China is the main market for this movie. As for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I'm not sure what to think of the opening numbers. They are okay, but really this needs to hit $100 million domestic for it to be successful, I think. I, I think there's a good chance it'll make it. Uh, there's really is no competition for for it for the rest of August. Also, in good news for the domestic box office, thanks to this weekend, the domestic box office for the year has passed six billion dollars, and compared to last year, is up 22%. In China, Make Two the trench opened in first place with 53.2 million. In second place was Creation of the Gods 1, Kingdom of Storms, with 37.8 million, for a total of 231.6 million. In third place was One and Only, with 19.2 million, for a total now of 100.1 million dollars. Fourth place was Chang'an, with 7.8 million, for a total of 230.2 million, and if its place was Never Say Never, with 3.9 million, for a total of 298.3 million. That is a solid opening for Mega 2, and it's not too surprising though, as it does have at least what I consider the biggest action star in China, Wu Jing. He is huge and has been in some of the biggest movies over the last few years, so him getting uh, people to come out to watch is not a surprise. Again, he's in the wolf warrior movies also the first one made around 152 million when that came out a few years ago so there is an audience for it taking a look at international numbers mega 2 the trench earned 112 million for a worldwide opening weekend of 142 million pretty solid opening for the movie teenage mutant ninja turtles earned 8.5 million for a worldwide total of 51.5 million dollars while it does sound dire it did only open in 24 international markets so there's still a chance for it to do well. Congratulations are in order for Barbie, as with the $74 million it made internationally over the weekend, it has pushed it past a billion, with the worldwide total now at $1.03 billion. This makes it only the second movie this year to pass a billion, and Greta Gerwig becomes the first solo woman director to have a billion dollar film. So it turns out, that story of Margot Robbie pitching Barbie to a Warner Brother executive, saying it could even hit a billion dollars. Well, turns out she was right. Oppenheimer made another 52.8 million for a worldwide total of 553 million. Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One earned 17.6 million for a worldwide total now of 493.8 million. At this rate, it passing 600 million is looking unlikely. Insidious: The Red Door has now become the highest-grossing horror movie of the year. With it now at 182.5 million, They passed Megan, which earned 180.8 million earlier in the year. I know it's not being talked about much, but The Red Door is one of those stories of the summer, biggest in the franchise, and at least until you know maybe Exorcist comes out, the biggest horror movie of the year. Elemental is now at 423.7 million worldwide, while Haunted Mansion is still just bombing bad, at now at 59.6 million worldwide. Taking a look at the news in Hollywood, we do have some updates on the strikes the WGA and AMPTP have met for the first time in three months, while the AMPTP offering the WGA a counter-proposal. For now, negotiations between the two parties will take a break until next week, as the WGA will use this time to review the counter and then respond. No word yet on what was included in said counter-proposal. On the side side, the AMPTP seems to be ignoring them for now, with Duncan Crabtree Ireland saying that they have not heard from them since their strike started. We also got a noticeable new waiver approved for a waiver from SAG, this one being Ferrari. That's right, the Michael Mann-directed movie starring Adam Driver has been approved for a waiver, which which means the actors can go out and promote the film and will be available for the upcoming film festivals. Maybe part of the reason that it was able to get it is that its distributor Neon is not a member of the AMPTP. Still, This does make it one of the bigger movies to get a waiver. Sadly, we did have a death this week with director William Friedkin dying at 81 due to heart failure and pneumonia. He was a director famous for a few big movies, including one everyone has heard of, The Exorcist, as well as The French Connection. He also made other films, including To Live and Die in L.A. and Rules of Engagement. Thoughts and prayers are with his family, and may he rest in peace. CAA is doing a small layoff at the agency, with 60 jobs being cut. Variety is reporting that this is not due to the ongoing strikes and instead has been in the works for a while. Hopefully, everyone who is getting cut lands on their feet quickly. We have an update on the Barbie's release in the Middle East. It has been approved for release in both Saudi Arabia and the UAE, with its release set for August 10th, moving up from August 31st. Now, it is not confirmed if anything was cut from the film. However, some countries will not approve it for release, uh, with Kuwait and Lebanon debating on approving it for release. Jurassic Park is getting re-released in theaters August 25th to celebrate its 30th anniversary. It will be in 3D, so not sure if there will be any 2D showings. But hey, if you wanted to see it in theaters, it's an option. AMC Theaters has had a good second quarter, with revenue hitting $1.34 billion, which is up almost 16% from this time last year. Their Q2 ended on June 30th, so this is without counting Barbie and Oppenheimer craze, which... We know from a few weeks ago, said it was some of the biggest days they've ever had in their history. Lionsgate have announced that the split of Lionsgate and STARS will no longer be happening this fall and will instead be pushed back to the first quarter of 2024. As for why, well, they are citing multiple reasons, including the ongoing strikes, as well as now focusing on closing the deal on acquiring E1. There will also be a shareholder vote in the coming months, where shareholders will vote on approving the split. Personally, I think that vote will be approved with no issue, and the delay makes sense, as they need to get things in order first. Over in the UK, Deadline is exclusively reporting that Sky is done airing the Oscars, having foregone the rights to it. They're also reporting that Disney is already working on a new deal with a different company. Knowing the UK market, it would either be the BBC, Channel 4, or ITV. At 8.24, a sequel to Talk to Me is now in development, called Talk to Me, with the number two in the middle. Both Danny and Michael Filippo will return to direct on the sequel as well. This is not a surprise, because for an A24 film, this has done really well at the box office Uh, so far. So look, clearly a sequel would be the next logical step. And finally, for the Toronto International Film Festival, they will be closing it with Netflix's documentary Sly, which is about Sylvester Stallone. We start off the Premium with Disney, where they released their Q2 earnings. The company announced that overall Disney Plus subscribers were down to 146.1 million by the end of the quarter. However, the losses were really just with Disney Plus Hotstar, and this goes back to them losing the rights to the Indian Premier League cricket. And this goes back to them losing the rights to the Indian Premier League cricket. The core Disney Plus numbers actually went up from 104.9 million to 105.7 million. The loss overall is not much to Disney, as those plans were really cheap as well. And don't worry, they're going to make up for it. And I'll talk to that in a minute. They're going to make up for it. ESPN Plus was basically flat for the quarter. And for Hulu, it had a small uptick to $48.3 million. This does also include the streaming service as well as the live TV options. So what's next for Disney's plan for streaming? Price hikes and password crackdowns. First, for the password crackdowns Bob Iger mentioned in the quarterly earnings, call that they are looking at ways to convert people borrowing someone else's account into a paying customer. There are no specific plans yet, but they do expect to start rolling it out in 2024. This isn't really a surprise considering the success Netflix has had with it so far. It was clear to see other companies would at least try to implement their own version of it. Now, the big news for the streaming services is that they are getting a price hike. Disney Plus starting October 12th will cost $13.99 a month, up from $10.99. This is a 27% price hike. This makes it the second price hike in just under a year. Note that this is for the ad-free tier. The ad-supported tier stays the same. Hulu without ads is going from $14.99 to $17.99 per month, and for Hulu with live TV, well, those are going up as well, with both tiers going up $7, so they will cost $76.99, $76.99, and $89.99 per month, respectively. As for ESPN+, Plus, it got the lowest hike going up $1 to $10.99. To help out with those price hikes, Disney will also be offering a new bundle of Disney Plus and Hulu without ads for $19.99 per month, and that will be available starting September 6th. These hikes are getting kind of high, but it's clear what Disney is trying to do. One, they would really, really like you to go on an a plan with ads, because as we have seen with Netflix, you are worth more to them on the ad plan because they get a small monthly fee and then they can serve you ads. Also, second part is they're also really trying to entice people to get some kind of bundle with a mix of options now from ad supported, ad free to the services or all three of them. They don't want you just signing up to one service. They want you get, getting at least two, maybe all three, and then preferably on an ad plan. And this does make sense to a degree, because if by next year Disney owns all of Hulu and fully integrates into Disney+, Plus, that part they mentioned might happen by the end of the year, or if not fully integrated, the Hulu catalog will be available from Disney+. Plus. They need to have an easy way for customers to subscribe to both and be done with it. Personally, I don't expect a huge amount of people canceling Disney+. Plus. If anything, they will just move to a bundle or they will go down to the ad tier. For new content coming to Disney services, The Little Mermaid will be available on Disney Plus starting September 6th, and Vacation Friends 2 will be available on Hulu starting August 25th. Paramount also released their Q2 numbers, and it was, uh, eh. Subscriber-wise, altogether, they got less than a million new subs for a total of 61 million now. Prime Video is delving more into Korean shows and is launching a new one called The Killing Vote. It is a Korean crime series and is available to watch now. Now let's take a look at the Nielsen Top 10 for the week of July 10th to the 16th, where Suits continues to dominate, coming in first place again with 3.69 billion minutes. In second place was Bluey, an Australian show for kids that is available on Disney+, Plus, where it clocked in 1.3 billion minutes. And from Netflix in third place was The Lincoln Lawyer with 1.2 billion minutes. Over at Netflix, Heart of Stone, an action spy movie starring Gal Gadot is coming out this week, and the reviews have been poor with it now at a 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. Coming soon to Netflix is the latest. And for now last, Mike Flanagan miniseries for Netflix, The Fall of the House of Usher, which comes out October 12th. And as if this episode of Box Office Receipts, if you want to follow me on Threads X or Facebook, links to those pages are in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and see you next time.